By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071, you are listening to BS.show. I am Brad, he is Shelly, something like that. And it's a show about nothing. The BS show is a show about nothing except for BS. Well, it actually stands for Brad and Shelly, but we go for BS.show. Brad will be along in a second as soon as he... I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> Get in the long oh, Say thank you, Brad. <laughs> I kept it up. I was straight. So when we say mediant, that's just a very old school way of saying the third note of the major scale. Nakia G, the mediant is B. The chord built off of B is a B minor chord. And so when we modulate from G major to B minor, that is a mediant modulation. What? You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? <laughs> And that would be Brad Hildebrand. I'm sorry. Your host. <laughs> no, you're the host. I'm, oh, no, 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 no. no I'm no, the hostess no, with no. the leastest. You're the hostess with the mostest. Um, no, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm a co-hostess. No, you're the host. You're, everybody knows women rule the world. <laughs> I'm the, the only. The hand that rocks the crater does wor- rule the world, yes. I'm one of the smart, one of the few smart guys that realizes that women really will run the world. And you know what? I wish they did. We, If we had... A, a well, female, be careful what you wish for, because that might come along. If we had a female president and a female vice president, hold it, we already have that. Uh, check that. <laughs> Just a, a female president would be good. Uh, you know, now we're we're gonna lose Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi, I'm sorry to see Nancy Pelosi go. I really am. Why are we gonna lose her? Well, she's not going to be the Speaker of the House anymore. She's just going to be a regular old rep. She's not going to have any any management, any you know authority, anything like that, other than just being wow, a rep. Wow, I bet that's gonna. Well, I I think that's Put bad. I think that, her panties. I think that's bad for the country. What? I think it's bad for the country that we're losing Nancy Pelosi as a leader. Okay. Well, you think your way, and I think mine. <laughs> well, and... she's she's a strong female. She's a she's a a role model for women all over the world. Strong female. She's in charge. If you don't believe her, just ask her. She'll tell you. Uh, you know, TCB, she's not afraid of men. Matter of fact, I think she enjoys, you know, uh, uh, and she's, she's, she's not very big. I find out, I think she's like five, two. She's small. That does not surprise me. You know, a lot, a lot of really mighty and iconic people are like five foot two and under. Although there's some really one, the guy used to be in charge of the FBI. What was his name? Um, he was six foot eight. Did you know that? I did not. Jim Comey, six foot eight. Tall drink of water. Yeah, a big dude. Hold on. Let me find out. I'm, I'm pretty sure Nancy Pelosi's five two. Let me look at this. How tall? God, isn't the internet great? How tall is Nancy Pelosi? N-A-C-Y. Uh, I'm sure that's come up before in conversation. Well, don't. Well, you know, that does make a difference because in dudes, if you got a small dude, those guys usually, you know, not fun to deal with because they got the Napoleonic, Napoleonic complex. You know what I mean? They've got That's sh- not true. Tom Hannigan was not a t- was not a tall man, uh, you and know he. Um, I'm wrong. She's he five. Was beloved. She's five five. Yeah. But, oh, so she was taller. Yeah, but still five fives. That's not. Uh, that's not. Uh, who was the oldest speaker of the house? Uh, youngest person elected to the house office was Robert M. T. Hunter, age thirty, when he became speaker in 1839. 
the oldest person elected for the first term was Henry T. Rainey in 1933 at age 72. So it's not like just recently we have. What ethnicity is Nancy Pelosi? Born in Baltimore, Maryland, to an Italian-American family. You know, her, her father I was... I can see that. Her father was the mayor of Baltimore. Did you know that? I did not. She was the only daughter and the youngest of seven children of Annunciacho. That's her name. Annuncia, A-N-N-U-N-C-I-A-T-A. Would that be Annunciata M... De Las, De Alessandro, that's her mother's name, and Thomas De, Asal, De Alessandro Jr. I like that name, Annunciata. Annunciata. It sound here. That's that would are be, we going to have this love fest about Nancy Pelosi for a long time today? That would, that would be a great name for a woman in radio. Hi, I'm Annunciata. Anun, I, it isn't, does, and, and what do I do? I enunciate. I'm the enunciating enunciate. <laughs> no, seriously. I love names. Seriously. I love names like that. See, you know, you, you find these. I Every time I come across somebody who has a unique name, I'll always ask them about that. Hey, where'd that name come from? And it's interesting. You didn't ask me about my unique name. It, you're Shelly. There's Shelly's out there. Matter of There's fact, not very many Shelleys. Oh, There's just there as many are. Gabrielles as there are Shelleys. No, 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 no. There's more Shelleys. Yes. There's no more Shelley. There, there Shelley are... is not that. <laughs> there... If it's a good, if you if it is your given name, no, 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 it no. is not that. No, 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 no. There, there are there are lots of Shelleys out there because of the fact that you know, like there's songs out there about like you know various women. There's songs out there about. This is a song I wrote for you, Shelley. One, two, one, two, three, four. When I saw her walking down the street, I thought she was Shelly, Shelly. Oh, man, you guys suck. Now that we're together, I'm absolutely You're so sure great, that great. Shelly, Shelly. You're the crappiest band I've ever heard. Moving to my mom's house with me, Shelly, Shelly. Bridge. Thank you, Brad. Not over yet. To the flag okay. of the United States. I'm Shelly, Shelly. Now, how many Gabrielle songs are there out there? Name me one Gabrielle song. Go ahead. I'm listening. One Gabrielle song. One Gabrielle song. Yeah, I heard you the 12th time. There's no Gabrielle songs, but there's lots of Shelly songs. There are. There's lots of... Well, there used to not be a Shelly song. Yes, yes. And and matter of fact, you know where most of these Shellys are? Where? New York City! True. Actually, there's five Shelleys in my neighborhood. There is. Well, hold it. Once again, you're just telling me that Shelley should such that an unusual name. That has never happened to me before in my life. As I grew up, yeah. I only knew one Shelley, and she was a neighbor of my grandma's. When I was in band, there were three trombone players, and we were all named Brad. Brad Butte, Brad Cox, Brad Hildebrand. Is it the I don't know. Chad? I don't know what it was. It was just literally three of us, three trombone players in in my high school band in one year. I think I was a senior, and one guy was a junior, and the other guy was a sophomore or something like that. We were all Brads. Now, what are the odds of that? You know, I mean, and just to the point where it's just sort of weird. I mean, Fair enough. Rarely do I run into too many Brads. I run into them all the time. No, you don't. Give me another Brad that you know. Um, uh, I don't know what his last name is, but his first name is Brad. Oh, whoa. I don't know. I know. I know forty-two Shelleys. I don't know their na- last names, but I know their all names are Shelley. Uh, no, I don't remember his last name. He used to work over at Remax Stars. How about Brad Locke? Well, I was getting to him. Okay, we know him, right? 
We do. And you know the other Brad. Who's that? Jay Brad. That's what it was. Jay Brad? Yeah. That's his last Jay. name. It doesn't count. It does too. It does not. It has to be a first name. That, it is a first name. That'd be well, like that'd be for a woman's name was like Gwendolyn Shelley. You'd say, "Oh, that's she's a Shelley." No, she's not. She's she's a Gwendolyn. Ugh. No, you can't use a last name as a first name. Annunciata. Rule, God, rules are made to be broken. I love that name, Annunciata. Annunciata. Ugh. Oh, I'm telling you. I think I'm going to have some kids again so I can have, you know, I'm, I'm, hey, any ladies out there want to have, you know, you know, be my, my, my baby daddy. Baby mama. <laughs> be your, be your, you want to be my baby mama. I want to have a girl. I don't want to name her Annunciata. No, I, I want to. you wanted to name her Gabriella Annunciata. I still do. <laughs> Every time I bring that up to my daughter, she gets so mad about that. I'm going like, I don't quite understand why she gets so bent out of shape about that. You know, it's, it's, I, don't know. I mean, it's not like I wanted to name her Ethel. Or you know, or or you know, Maxine or something like that. You know, I mean, nothing against or Ethel's. Norma. Yeah, nothing against Ethel's or or Norma's or Maxine's. And you know, another name that that you just don't hear anymore uh, is Gloria. Gloria, I always thought was a cool name. I knew a couple Glorias when I was in school, but I'm sure you did. Do you know any Glorias? Um. It's to the point where that used to be a fairly common name. It's you know, it's interesting. So many names like my daughter's a name. Amanda. Okay. Amanda was one of those names that like, you know, if you were in back in eighteen sixty five, if you were traveling across the United States in a buckboard on your way to the West Coast, your 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 name was Amanda. You know what I mean? And and then it like disappeared for generations. And then it came back. I told you this story. My daughter was in some award ceremony. And I sat there and I counted, and there were seven Amandas, not including my daughter. She was the eighth. And she gets done with the ceremony. She comes over. I said, I'm in the audience. She was up on stage. And she and I said to her, I said, Amanda, you know, there were eight, including you, there were eight Amandas and no Gabrielles. And she looked at me and she goes, I'd rather be one of eight Amandas than to be one Gabrielle. I go, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> I wanted to name my one son Abercrombie. And then have his last name be Fitch? No. <laughs> One of these things, I haven't done it so far this year, and I don't know if I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to change my name. And by the way, I decided last night, um, I, I, maybe we need to talk to uh, Jason. I am going to do the, the, the Toys for Tats thing. What are you going to put on your body, Brad? I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just, here's what I'm going to do. I'm Please gonna, don't do that. I'm going to get the tattoo, and then I'm going to show it to you, and you're going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. I know exactly where I want it and exactly what I want it to say. Because, you know, I've decided that, you know, when you're 87, you know, I mean, I got one foot in the grave, one foot in the banana peel. You know, I mean, I mean, I, that tattoo could be on my arm for a day before I, you know, take They the, will shave your hair wherever they put it. Well, I already shaved it. You're gonna put it on your arm? No, 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 no. I I did it last night. I decided, okay, I'm gonna get ready. Because you know, because okay, la 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 la. TMI, TMI, TMI. I well, no, we're, I'm gonna help Jason. Toys for I Tats. Know. Well, I mean, and that's you know, we're running the ad. Don't I mean, put DNR on your on your chest. It's not gonna do you any good. Yeah, what? No, it wouldn't. The paramedics would ignore it, as would hospital staff. No, you know what? If women see it, they'll go crazy. Because you know what DNR stands for. Yes. Dogs normally rest. 
And the women come to me and go, oh, my God, you're a pet oh, lover. Yes. Blah. I'm dogs, sorry. I just threw up in my mouth a little dogs bit. Dogs normally rest. <laughs> oh, you're a pet lover. If you're a pet lover, I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have my pet groundhogs, and they are – I love my pet groundhogs. My my best friend from childhood, Janie, yeah? she's got a pet um, dragon. My brother used to have a pot belly pig. Really? Oh yeah. Were they well? Where you all were at, they were allowed. That was wife number thirty-two. That hey, when he had that one. <laughs> what? That was wife number thirty-two that had him and had the, when he was married to wife number thirty-two had the pet pet. No, you're getting pot. him confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, wife number thirty-one just had a dog. Thirty-two had the pot-bellied pig. Thirty-three, I can't remember. Thirty-three had. Thirty-three had some animal. I can't remember. Stop it. What? Stop it. What? What time is it? <laughs> Are you telling me? You, oh, it's 6.30. You want to take a break? Is that what you're telling yes, me? Yes, I am. Okay. Why would you want to take a break now? Never mind. It's 6.30. It is BS.show, a great song, a horrible video. I will tell you not to go watch that video. You know why? Why? The Halloween kind of people would probably like it. It starts off with him getting into like a fight with a bunch of guys, and he gets killed. I think he gets stabbed to death. And they bury him, and he comes out of the grave. <laughs> and the whole video is about him stalking his ex-girlfriend, who he got well, stabbed Well, that's over. not a very lighthearted... <laughs> Once again, I, to- <laughs> I, told you, I told you not to watch the video. The video is terrible. You know, yeah, I'm- I... I- if, Don't if, plan to. If you're one of those dark kind of people, oh my God, I love. You see, you know, I could never understand that. I love Rob Zombie. Well, man. no, I could never understand the whole Halloween thing. Okay, any other time of the year, if I walked around with like a knife stuck in my back, you know what I mean? Like some people have that where they have like that thing that, you know, you, you cut a hole some in your shirt. Some people live with that every day. Well, no, no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you all the goofy things and, you know, they have like masks where it looks like you got hit in the head with a hatchet and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, why is that so good for Halloween? Why is it so good that, you know, the dead people are you know, coming out of the graves and like there's, in like where I used to live, there was one guy that used to always put... Like on his front lawn, he had like two hands coming out and two feet coming out of the two feet coming out of the lawn. You know what I mean? Like all he did was just stuck two like you know mannequin hands and and then like further down two feet. Like in other words, the rest of the body's buried. Okay, fine. But yet in real life, if you find out about that, it's like oh my god, there's a bear, there's a dead body in our neighborhood, and and it would be like everybody would be you know, freaked out. But yet, oh, Halloween, we could have people with, you know, hatchets in their head and dismembered people and stuff like that. Oh, it's great fun. Oh, let's go to the haunted houses. Oh. Zombies don't count. But blood and gore, I don't get it. See, we're so, our society is so weird. Certain things we love, you know, like, for example, it's it's like, for example, the latest thing, I don't know if you've seen this, this is all over Europe. The latest thing is these climate protesters who are going in and damaging all these priceless works of art. Have you have you heard about this? No. Yeah, they're they're throwing like this is a huge on, on a line of well, sanity. On paintings. You know, like very they're going in these very high I know, high, I get what you're saying. Well, and then and the, that's shame on them. Okay, the other day, you know, what's the guy's name? Um the guy who's like the uh, the the modern art kind of guy that did all sorts the the the, the Campbell soup can guy you know what I'm talking about 
the Campbell soup can dude, he painted the no. picture of the Sam Campbell soup can, and it's worth like $42 million or something like that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> anyway, one of his artworks was in this museum, and uh, they covered it with with flour. I'm going like, Okay, I don't quite understand that. Like five or six protesters got behind the velvet ropes. It's roped off with these velvet ropes. It's like in a museum. Uh, and they threw flour all over the car. And then they sit down and they protest. We don't want blah, blah, blah. And the interesting thing about it is, okay, they're for global warming. Or they're, or they're against global warming. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. If it would have me, I would have said, okay, you're against global warming. Okay, how did you get here? You know, did did you did you hitchhike from wherever you I mean did you did you ride in a car did you ride in a train it's just like yesterday I saw this thing that CNN has this this town hall meeting with with <laughs> well no no think about this for a minute CNN had this town hall meeting with global warming you know global climate change and it was some reporter some you know some female reporter a dude reporter and John Kerry and they're up on a stage and the stage is all brightly lit and you're thinking there's all this equipment okay what about all that equipment aren't they contributing to global warming or global climate change by all the you know you know the the TV lights cuz the TV lights take a lot of you know a lot of current to you know run those things and and they're in a you know, auditorium i mean you know auditorium has an HVAC system big old monster HVAC system and you know they got all the electronics down at CNN in Atlanta i mean you know once again if you're a true global warming person Ah, oh, well, let's just, we, CNN, we'll just turn off, turn off the studios. We'll just close the studios down. We don't want to use electricity, and, and we'll turn off the air conditioning at, at CNN studios, and we'll do our broadcasts by, by, by candlelight. And we don't know how we're going to get them out on the air. We won't have a satellite transmitter anymore. We won't have anything. We'll just, we'll, we'll be global climate change. Get what I'm saying? I do. What's the guy's name? It's going to drive me nuts. Hold on. You know, like your prostate? Yes. Oh, you know what happens? Shelly. I, <laughs> I was just thinking I wanted to hear him today. She, there's a rule of the show that when, <laughs> whenever Shelly brings that up, I have to play. Because he's always talking about that were driving it. Me nuts. Oh, you talked right over him. Hold on a minute. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. <laughs> I can remember where I was when I heard that for the first time. I was in a Quickie Mart. I just pulled up to a gas pump at a Quickie Mart. I'm listening to another radio station, and Larry King comes out with that commercial. And I thought to myself, what did he just say? And he says... I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. Now, what's funny about that is, either it's the world's funniest double entendre, or they had no idea what they were saying. I would hope it was the first and not the latter. So the crazy thing about it was I couldn't find the commercial. I looked everywhere for it. So <laughs> we were still doing business with the one network. I think it was Premier. So I called up the lady who worked, you know, who used to send us commercials run on the air. I called her up and I go, hey, there's a Larry King commercial for, for Prostagel or whatever the hell that stuff is. Prostate or something like that. I said, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what I'm talking about. I go... Can you, is there well, like somebody there in the studio? So she transfers me to somebody in the studio, and the guy, oh, I know which commercial that is. And he plays it for me over the phone. I say, can you email that to me? And he did. He emailed me the commercial, and I pulled the beginning of it off. <laughs> Once again, it's like it's like my, my, my pirate joke. Arg? Yeah, you know my pirate joke, don't you? Do I want to? A pirate walks into a bar. 
and he's got a steering wheel coming out of his lower region. Let's say his groinal region, okay? Steering wheel. His peri area? Yes. And he walks up to the bar, <laughs> and the bartender says, what the hell is that? That's a steering wheel. And the bartender says, what in the world are you doing having a steering wheel down there? And the pirate says, "Ah, it's driving me nuts. I'm laughing. <laughs> that, that's almost a Mike Elam dad joke, right? <laughs> yes, it was. You need to tell him that one so he can put that up on his Facebook page. It is the cutest thing. <laughs> he, he, oh, my God. He is just so funny. He explained that. Here, hold on. Let me see if I can find him real quick. Let's see what today's. If you don't know what we're talking about, he told the story when he filled in for Mark Reardon in 97.1. I was listening to him last week. He told the story that... And sort of a cute story that his daughter, they have a they a um, like a little thing they do in their family that his daughter won every day first day of school she takes a pic they take a picture of her, and they have a picture of every day on her first day of school from kindergarten all the way through high school and now she's in college, so they dropped her off I think she's going to Central Missouri State and they dropped her off at college and they weren't there for the first day. So she sends a picture on her first day of college, like a selfie to her dad. Hey, dad. And he decides, you know what? There's something missing here. I used to tell her dad jokes all the time. So since she's not around, every day he posts a dad joke. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I th- he think he might have defriended me. By the way, we have an interview of tomorrow. Don't let me forget about that. An important interview. Someone we've never interviewed before. <coughs> Hold on a minute. I got a cough. Okay. I have this weird thing. I was sick for a while. And, um, <coughs> hold on a minute. I still have this cough, but I have this cough between 6.30 and 7.15. Every morning, I'm on the air. And then when I get past 7.15, I don't cough the rest of the day. Why That's is that? because you're immune to me by then. Is that what it is? Yes. Hey, Mike Elam. Okay, let's see where. Uh, uh, three hours ago, everyone told Beethoven that he can't be a musician because he is deaf, but he never listened to them. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mike, you're such a shenaniganster. I don't, I don't know if this one's a joke or not. This one says, this team is amazing, and they are just starting to play together with the highest rated player yet to play. Uh, I guess that's something to do with, oh, that's, he's an Arkansas guy. That's right. He's a Razorback guy. Okay. My paper airplane won't fly. It's completely stationary. <laughs> I saw that one yesterday. I thought, that. now that's funny. I tried out a new blender today. The results were mixed. Sp- SpongeBob may be the main character, but Patrick is the star. Ha, ha, ha. I, re- I don't get that. Okay, Patrick is a starfish. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. I, I yeah, was... I haven't had to subject myself to SpongeBob like ever. I was researching about atheism. Turns out it's a nonprofit organization. That's almost a visual one because it's spelled P R O P H E T. Nonprofit, get it? Yes. Nonprofit. Um, and oh, you know what, Mike's? He, Mike's. Here's a picture of him in '97. he's wearing suspenders. God, I gotta get my suspenders out. I love suspenders. Bruce Lee was fast, but he had an even faster brother. Suddenly. <laughs> 
Some of them are good. Oh, Mikey, you are just a little shenaniganster. <laughs> Dad, suddenly. Shenanigator. Shenanigator. Okay, it is 646. That's, oh, hold on a minute. I just, you know what, should I stop this song? It's one of my favorite songs. Should I stop it or should I just let it go? Shelly, you gonna you gonna come in on this one? You gonna say should I stop it or let it go? I don't know what it is. Oh, never mind. If you like it, play it. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Hold on. You know what? I just screwed up. Darn it. Man, I here we go again. Brad screws up. Okay. Okay. Anyway, six fifty one. This is. So, B- what song was it? Nelly. Oh, well, well, you would, if you would have told me Nelly, I would have said, let it play. Well, you said, I don't want to hear Nelly. It was just a dream. Just a dream. What a great song. (laughs) Okay. But never turn off Nelly Man. Yeah. Nelly Man. I like Nelly Man. Yeah. You you just, you just don't do that to Nelly. 652. Okay. I need to be able to get in touch with, and I can't, I can't find him anywhere. Dan Buck. Do you know anybody who knows Dan Buck? Do I know anybody? Yeah, he was here before he lives in Kirkwood. Maybe this is him right here. Hold on a minute. I think I might have found him. I think this is him. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Does he know you're calling him? No, no, no. I'm not going to call him. I'm going to send him a message. Hey, Dan. Hold on. Where'd he go? Hold on a minute. Mark Zuckerberg's messing with the thing again. Hold on a minute. I can't believe that just happened. Um, he's in the news, and I want to talk to this guy. I, I knew him a long time ago. You know, this is the guy that used to work at Channel 4. He's not related to Jack or Joe. He's, he's um, got a mustache or had a mustache. No, I don't think he's ever had a mustache. Kind of burly. No, no, no. He's tall, good-looking, handsome guy. Hold on. Let me do this. Okay. Dan, could you give me a call i would like to interview you 314 okay could you have done this a little later zero no i can't i have to do it on the air uh oh, okay it's there's a that's ditch hockey rule number 605a oh sub chapter three right okay uh dan could you give me a call i'd like to interview and put you screwed up Three one four two eight zero. Okay, he's in the news about the Powerplex thing again. You know the the Mills Mall thing. Yeah. We'll talk about that next. He was supposed to take over the entire mall and make it like this huge sports thing, but that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Why? Well, well, I, I, he, he's. I know somebody that knows him fairly well. Matter of fact, I think I should contact this other person. Uh, who talks on a regular basis. And I, you know, I don't quite understand what happened. He wanted to do that, this down at Chesterfield Valley, had money behind him in the whole bit. And Chesterfield people, are, no, we don't want that. Instead, they're going to knock down Chesterfield Mall. And there's a big controversy there with Chesterfield Mall about the tax and increment fi- financing, you know what I'm talking about? And those, the. The, the TIF? Yeah, the TIF. Because, because what they're trying to do is they're giving the developers, there's two big parcels of ground they're going to develop there's one that's been virgin right there at the corner would be i guess would be like the the southeast corner of of 40 and and uh, chesterfield parkway 
and um, and then the other side of Chesterfield Parkway is the mall. And one company wants to knock down the mall and make it into all sorts of new fancy stuff, apartments, you know, like they're going to call it downtown Chesterfield, which is funny because there really never was downtown Chesterfield. There is. It's down on Old Wild Horse Creek Road, which is down right off of uh, – it's in, down in the valley. And it actually it, – yep. It was one of the places that almost flooded back in 93. Okay. True. So, true, so, true, true. So the deal is they want they want to give $328 million of tax abatements to these two developers. And the schools are not happy about it because of the fact that they claim that there's, you know, because they're going to put apartments in. And they say there's going to be 800 kids who are going to come out of those apartment complex. I'll go like, okay. But the crazy thing about it is I think it's Parkway schools. The crazy thing is Parkway is – the population in Parkway, as far as the schools are concerned, is subsiding. In other words, they're not growing anymore. They're shrinking. Uh-huh. Every year, the number of kids in the Parkway district is less and less and less. But yet the Parkway people are going, we, we, we don't have any room for those kids. Okay, now hold on. Let's think about this. You had room when the school district was at its peak. Where's all those extra classrooms? Well, now we only have two students to a classroom. Our two-student teacher ratio is one to two. Two students for every one teacher. Okay, can't you put three in a room? No, no, that would be overcrowding. Okay, it's the Parkway thing, right? It is the Parkway way. Yes. <laughs> when I went to school, in my in one of my one of my grade school classes, forty five kids in class, forty five in one classroom. That teacher, at thirty five years old, her hair all fell out. She was gray. She walked around with a cane. Oh, she did not. Stop it. <laughs> the kids drove her nuts. <laughs> Stop it. There would be weeks. I'm sure she handled it just fine. There would be weeks at a time when our teacher wasn't there and we had a substitute. And my mom, who was a teacher at the time, wouldn't talk about it. And one day my mom talked about it. Oh, she's she's at the detox center because <laughs> she would go home every night and my kids are driving me crazy. And she, she'd put down a bottle of vodka every night. So, you know, so... They had to, she had to go through, you know, and because of us kids. She had some demons she had to deal with. Right. Yes. They're called 45 kids in her class. <laughs> I heard that that is teacher's little helper. What's that? 40, what, booze? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they have such a tough job. They work nights. They work weekends. They work holidays. They... Brad, <laughs> I'd like to see you handle... Oh, um, Shelly, that would um, be the uh, easiest uh, job in the a world. space anywhere. That would be the easiest job in the world to be a school teacher. An easiest Are job. Are you serious? I'm telling you, easiest job. Easiest job. Nothing to it. You get every conceivable holiday. You get Groundhog Day off. I mean, every holiday that even that nobody even you know cares about, you get those off. Nights, weekends. I told you about it's my- It's not about that. Sometimes the perks and the money are not enough. Shelly? There's not enough. You know what I deal with with these radio stations. You mean to tell me that a bunch of snot-nosed kids are going to give me more trouble than, than like, you know, Steve yeah, Casper no. and mm-hmm. Brian no. Richardson and people like that? Uh. <laughs> that would be like a walk in the park teaching school. Hey, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably like, true. Think about it. They're all about the same well, height. <laughs> it's like it's like my my electricity teacher was before for his electronics. My electricity teacher. I told the story that he was a green beret, a sergeant in the green beret, and he was tough, Mister Linky. I mean, tell you. I mean, he was like he ran the class like like it was he was back in Nam because he was a Nam veteran. Matter of fact, he's sad he died of of cancer from Agent Orange. 
Um, and, oh, I'm sorry for that. Oh, so am I. And he was tough. You know, I mean, you know, you got out of line in his class. I mean, I remember one time this one kid said something to him, and he said, he says, you know what, if we were back in Nam, I'd put a grenade in each one of your hands, and I'd pull the pin, and I'd make you stand at attention with your arms out. We'll see how long it lasts before you drop one of those grenades and blow yourself to smithereens. And we were going like, oh, my God, we don't want that to happen. We don't want the grenade treatment. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? Nobody wants a grenade treatment. Nobody wants that treatment. <laughs> right? Nobody wants to have to stand in attention with grenades with the pins pulled. No thanks. <laughs> Just hold your little hand right here. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, I've totally screwed up the format. It's 6.59. Is it? You know, when I first heard that song, it's sort of funny. I was a couple, two, three weeks ago when I put that song in, I thought to myself, you know, Halsey hasn't released anything in a while. And then all of a sudden, the next day, there's a song came out. And I thought to myself, oh, she must be listening to me. Um... I think that's one of her best things she's done. I think she loves us. She does. She calls me all the time. I'm sure. <laughs> you don't believe me. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you ever heard of this show called Crisley Knows Best? C-H-R-I-S-L-E-Y. Crisley Knows Best. Have you ever heard of the show before? I have not, but I don't watch primetime TV. Okay. Neither have I. Okay. Um... This is a show about the husband and wife that are the stars of the show, Todd and Julie Crisley. Okay? Uh, uh-huh. Let me just read this. Remember what money was sentenced Monday in lengthy prison terms, being, being convicted early this year. Okay. Um, let me see if there's an update on this. Let me see if I can find this. So what's the plot? Okay. Um, they ran this show where they were like the ideal family, okay? And the story on it is supposedly he keeps talking about he's a self-made millionaire, a self-made millionaire. And apparently, this is one of these deals where apparently he got nailed by being on TV. Now, I told you the story. There's a bunch of YouTube guys, car guys, who are getting fined by the EPA. The EPA is literally watching YouTube videos and seeing these guys primarily with diesel trucks. If you know if you know the show, what was it? Uh, the Diesel Brothers. You ever heard of that show? That was on Discovery Channel. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They got f- fined almost a million dollars because what they were doing, primarily they were doing diesel builds and they were taking off. Like on the older trucks, on the older trucks, this is the problem with diesels. Diesels are probably one of the most uh, in, in fascinating engines because of the fact that in their true form, they're super simple. There's no ignition systems. There are no spark plugs. There's none of that. And what's interesting about it is on a diesel engine, once you start it, it needs no electricity. It'll run forever. It'll just keep running, literally. I mean, until if you kept putting fuel in the tank, if you like had a diesel engine running and you started it up and you disconnected the battery, it'll run as long as it has fuel. That's the old diesels. The new diesels are so incredibly complicated because they have all the emission stuff. They have what they call regeneration, stuff like that. Anyway, what these guys were doing was they were uh, some of the newer diesels that they started to put the, the EPA rules on it had these, um, I can't remember what they're calling them. It's like a muffler, but it was designed to catch like the black, the black uh, soot that came out of them. And the thing was they would chip the diesels. They would, cha- they would put different chips in the computer and they, some of them you could actually had like a control box in the dashboard where you could hit a button and all of a sudden the diesel engine would run real rich and it would, it would, it would spurt out black exhaust. You know what I'm talking about? 
I do. And they called that blowing coal or rolling coal. Well, anyway, they got in trouble for this. And they got fined by by the the uh, EPA uh, almost a million bucks. And I don't know how I got in talking about this. But, but well, oh, no. But I, in, if you think about it in the scheme of things, that's really not a lot for them. Well, there's there's a guy. Who did I hear the other day? Um, oh, Eric Naputi. You, you and I met with him. Yes. Do you know the federal government is suing him for like, and I'm, I can't remember if he said 500 million or 500 billion dollars. Do you know about Naputi? this? Yes, Naputi. For what? He he came out with some, you know, I should call him. I'm, I'm, do I have his number still? I'll look, I'll see if I have his number still. I heard him on the, on the other day with Jamie Allman. You know, he's on he's on Tracy's station. He's on, at least I think he's still yeah, on from 9 to 11. Very good friends with Jamie. Right. Okay. And dresses better, but yeah. Because during COVID, he had some stuff he was selling, some, you know, some kind of, you know, what do you call it? They were, they were um, health and wellness. Right. But it was some kind of stuff you, you took. It was like a, like a health aid or something like that. And yeah. what it was, because remember, they kept telling you during the COVID thing, get lots of vitamin D and zinc. Okay. Remember, remember they were talking about that? Zinc yes. and vitamin D. Okay. He came out with this thing he was selling on his website where it was like, it was like, I don't know if they called it COVID protect, protection or something like that, but essentially he was selling vitamin D and zinc. And the FTC came after him, and they sent him a cease and desist letter, and he said, you know, go blow it out your your exhaust pipe, and he just kept selling it. So now they're suing him for like $500 million. He's talking about he's already spent like, I think he said $5 million in attorney's fees defending himself, okay? Okay, but, you know, I'll see if I call him and get him on here. So is My, he going to carry it on? I mean, what, oh, they're, they're still going to court. Where's the cliffhanger? They're still going to court. They're still suing him. And and he keeps trying to say he keep his point is he keeps saying hey let's take this to trial let's have a jury trial let's let the jury you know uh, hear my side of the story and he says the federal government well we did a little bit more discovery oh we're not ready yet and essentially what they're doing is have you ever heard the phrase the process is the punishment and in this case what they're the government I hate the process I hate the process of everything every time something goes bad. They say, well, you have to trust the process. Well, but the point being is the federal government, you know, doesn't cost them any more to have all these attorneys because they already got them on staff. They're already working for the DOJ or FBI Correct. or whatever. And, but you and I get sued. We got to hire an attorney. And that's that's where Correct. the process is, is the penalty. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to the Chrisleys. Okay. So they're like, and he's guy, you know, they're like this perfect couple and they live in this big mansion down in Atlanta and he's got the perfect hair and she's got the perfect hair and they both have these perfect white smiles. And the story is, um, here we go. The Crisleys gained fame with their show, Crisley Knows Best, which follows their tight-knit, boisterous family. Federal prosecutors said the couple engaged in an extensive bank fraud scheme and then hid their wealth from tax authorities while flaunting their lavish lifestyle. Quote, this is from this is from the prosecutor. The Crisleys have built an empire based on the lie that their wealth came from dedication and hard work. The jury's unanimous verdict sets the record straight. Todd and Julie Chrisley are career swindlers who have made a living by jumping from one fraud scheme to another, lying to banks, stiffing vendors, and evading taxes at every corner. Todd Chrisley's attorney had argued in a court filing that he should not face more than nine years in prison. Julie Chrisley's lawyer said a reasonable sentence for her would be to be on probation with special conditions, blah, 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 blah. Now, get this. Prosecutors have said the couple submitted fake documents to banks and managed to secure more than $30 million in fraudulent loans. 
I can't get $100,000 to refinance the radio station. What am I doing wrong? Oh, I'm not doing anything fraudulent. That's what the problem is. <laughs> I should go back and do this fraudulent stuff. Okay. No, absolutely. You know what? Okay. Let's just now, pretend you never said that. Okay, now, let me take it one step further. Here, listen closely. Once that scheme fell apart, they walked away from their responsibility to repay the loans when Todd Crisley declared bankruptcy. So in other words, he got $30 million in bank loans. He couldn't pay him back, so he just declares bank- bankruptcy. While in bankruptcy, they started their reality show and, quote, flaunted their wealth and lifestyle to the American public, prosecutors wrote. And they hid the millions they made from the show from the IRS. So they got $30 million in fraudulent loans. They blew through that money, declared bankruptcy, and then started their own reality show on how great they are. I'm going like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but that's like Facebook. Todd must. You know, Facebook. You know, you you see, you think people have these pretty, perfect, you know, apple pie and Chevrolet lives, and and they don't. You never know what's going on in another person's pair of mismatched socks. Todd must walk around with a wheelbarrow. I'm telling you, <laughs> you still don't know. I that. want to circle back to Dr. <laughs> Naputi. You still so, hold it. You still don't know that reference, do you? I do not. <laughs> Was it? It was funny, wasn't it? If I knew what it was. I'm glad you have a short memory sometimes because we've talked about that one time. <laughs> so what? Back in July first, no, no, twenty right, whatever it was. Okay, so once again, when was it? I'm amazed by this. Did we start this show in 2020? I think 2019. I think we're coming up in four. Yeah, 2019. Of course, up in four years. We did, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. So once again, this this guy and his wife. They, they 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 supplied fake documents to get bank loans for $30 million in fraudulent loans. Then that scheme fell apart. They walked away from the responsibility to pay the loans when Todd Crisley declared bankruptcy. So in other words, he gets $30 million. He declares bankruptcy. $30 million is gone. While in bankruptcy, they started their reality show and flaunted their wealth and lifestyle of the American public. Can you believe that? I mean, first yes. off, first off. There if, is nothing that well, people do that surprised me anymore. If, if I had $30 million worth of loans that I got fraudulently, and I defaulted on them, I'd go hide in a cave somewhere. You know what I mean? I would be like, uh, I don't want anybody to know that was me. You know, I mean, to the point where, first off, you know, if you go into the bank and you give them, like, doctored up documents, like, yo, that's right, I live in Ladue and uh, I drive a Ferrari, and here's a picture of me and my Ferrari in Ladue, and, you know, yes, I, you know, matter of fact, my grandma, you know, Grandma Pearl, when she passed away, she gave me $100 million, and I got it in the bank, but I don't have it in your bank, I've got it in another bank, and yes, I'm a really rich guy, and we know somebody like that, don't we? (laughs) Indeed we do. We do. (laughs) And and the point is that I found out (laughs) Through my years, the people that brag about being so wealthy are broke, and the guy who's driving the beat up old beater car, who lives like in a you know a two hundred square foot apartment, is got twenty million in the bank. You know what I'm saying? You know what? It's funny that you say that because yes, that's true, and you can also tell the difference between new money and old money. Okay, I got one yesterday where and I saw this. You know, you know what Home Snap is? Um, it's one of these. It's one of these real estate. One of these yes, real estate. I, I figured that websites where they feature homes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's one, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to call Lorena Verdon, 
L-O-R-E-N-A, last name V-E-R-D-I-N. She's a real estate agent in Chicago because she's listing a home in Chicago. You ready for this? Five beds and no baths. <laughs> I guess you have to go to the next door neighbors if you have to go to the bathroom. Five, Is it like a hall bath? It says five beds, no baths. Five beds, zero bath. Okay, Take well, maybe that was a typo. <laughs> no, but how could you have a house with five bath, uh, five bedrooms and no bathroom? You couldn't. It's illegal. <laughs> well, but according to according to this lady, and here, and here I'm going to look. If it is a residential property, it's got to have a bathroom. Well, no kidding. I mean, I'm going like, and this well, is. Let's ask, let's ask Angie Harness. This is an ad for a house in Chicago. Here, if you don't believe me, here I will send you the picture. Here, yep, I'm here. from Missouri. Show me. Here, let me let me send it to you. Okay, okay, here, it's coming your way right now. Okay, I saw this. I thought to myself, how do you have a house with five beds and no baths? I, you know, and this maybe there's a porta potty out back. You know, I I don't know if I ever told you this story or not. But at our old place in Washmo, uh-huh. we had the parking lot in back, and there were two spots in the parking lot that kept sinking all the time. And through the yes, years, there was. I put rock in there, you know, and it would, and I would dome it up, and you know, a year later it would be sunken in again. So when and the, wet, right, and and always wet, and and so when <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story, when the the EPA came down on our next door neighbor because the ground was polluted and guess whose ground was also polluted our ground for years we had this crew that would come in and you know the story they would come in and drill holes in our property and put these monitoring wells in and suck gasoline out of the ground literally there was a gas station next to us and to the day to this day the ground is still polluted to this day it's still polluted okay so one of the guys, and you know, I don't know if I told you this or not. I think you met him one time. He passed away a couple years ago. He wasn't that old. He was like forty-three. Who's that? The guy who was the the the, the geologist guy. The, he the ge- geologist dude. Can't remember his name. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, he died. Anyway, there Aww. were there were two these two things in the parking lot. So one day I said to him, I said, I said, can you explain to me why I have these two spots? Because once again, he's a geologist, and two two spots. And he says, he says, okay, he says. Let me ask you a couple questions. And he says, and you're going you're gonna to figure it out yourself. Okay, our building was built in 1880. Okay? So he says, look where those two spots are. Okay? They were straight out the back door, right? And he yeah. says, and yeah, the, they were. the two spots are right in front of one another. If you come out the, the back door and you head straight back, one is, is farthest away and one's closer. I go, yeah, I get it. He says, that's where the outhouses were. I went, uh-huh. I went, what? And he goes, yeah, the outhouses were there. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Outhouses? He goes, once again, this house was built in 1880. No plumbing. There was no plumbing back in 1880. No was, bathrooms. Right. It was outhouses. And I go, well, why were two of them? He says, well, the one got full. And so they dug another one in front of it. Ew. And I'm going like, what? And he goes, and the reason your ground keeps collapsing is because all the poop, shall we say, through the years, becomes, it just like sort of... Turns into sludge. Yeah, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So the ground gets keep collapsing in. And I thought, I and I looked at him, I go, okay, are you jerking me around? Is this for real? He says, no. He says, we see that all the time. He says, you go in neighborhoods that have like old houses that were built like the 1800s. He says, some some places, even in the early 1900s, he says, he says, you'd be surprised how many houses in the St. Louis 
area did not have indoor plumbing well into the 1900s. I go, really? He goes, oh, yeah, very common. When you think about that, it is. It is sort of interesting, especially when you get out in the boonies. You know, I mean, you know, like in downtown St. Louis, they had, you know, plumbing, you know, way back when. But if you like places like, you know, like Chesterfield, which was like there was nobody there. You know, I mean, once again, there used to be a map. I used to take my kids down on the arch. You know, I think it was the south leg of the arch. And it showed a map of the city of St. Louis circa 1812. There was nothing past 12th Street. 12th Street, once you went, got west of, you know, 12th Street, which is now Tucker, which is, you know, when, and west of Tucker would be Union Station and now the new foot, you know, the, the, the soccer stadium, the whole bit. That was like just all forest. There was nothing there. And it's funny because there's people like in Kirkwood. Oh, we, you people in St. Charles County, it's urban sprawl. Guess what Kirkwood is? It's urban sprawl. Kirk, Indeed it is. Kirkwood, Webster so Groves, my, all those places. mom grew up at 18th and Picker down in the city. Oh, my God, 18th and Picker. What? You don't know what, what happened at 18th and Picker? Tread gently. 1875. July 14th, 1875. Uh-huh. You don't know what happened? No. What's the street intersection again? Let me look this up. You Stop it. <laughs> what was this? No, I'm Eight, not going to. 18th and Picker? Yep. Hold on. I got That's my... my it's gone now. I got my historical map here. They thing. took it away. 18th and Picker, July 14th, yeah. 1875. You know what happened? On July 14th, 1875 at 18th and what, Picker? What? Nothing. Because it wasn't there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, used to, I used to do business with this guy. Apparently, occasionally I'd go to his house, and he had this brass plaque on his front door of his house. I mean, the, like, not right next to the front door. And he had it custom made. And I don't, I don't, maybe you can buy these nowadays. And it was like, you know, like those brass etched plaques, you know what I mean? Like the kind you see like on I do. fancy schmancy buildings. And it said, on this location, and it gave some date, you know, like in big letters, on this location, in on August 5th, 1932, absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> First time I saw that. It's the- like a, a whole bunch of different kinds of ways that the restaurants can show where the restrooms are. What? What are you talking about? Um, nothing. I just wanted to change the subject. You don't want to talk about outhouses? No. Why not? Well, what's, let, let's see what all, all my list of things to talk about this morning. We have a guest tomorrow. I'm going to see if I can yep. get Dan Buck on. Um, uh, the, reason, here, the reason I was talking about this deal with Dan Buck is that, and well, I tell you what, if I can get him on, we'll talk about it. It's the Powerplex thing because... The Mills Mall is now going to turn into an industrial site. Yeah, that just are they going to like ground it? They're going to make it into warehouses, literally. And and he, that was really kind of a lovely mall. Well, it started out good, but it went downhill in a hurry. You know, I mean, you know what? You know what the interesting just thing was? Marshalls moved out. Well, here's the problem: you had these buttheads who came into town. And I know this from the media because I interviewed one of them once upon a time. And if you called it a mall, they would say, no, no, it's not a mall. It's the mills. Okay, what's the mills? Well, it's not a mall. It's the mills. And they were like buttheads about that. If you, no, if you said the mall. Well, this is, you rather have other mall development? No, 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 we don't, we don't well, develop Well, they're trying malls. to get their branding right, Brad. But what was the mills? Okay, if you said yeah, the, it was the, the mills. mills. 
the, but what is the mills? The mills is a place where you take grain and you like you know like the the the, the place on down on South Main in, in St. Charles it used to be uh, it used to be um, Trailhead Brewery. Now it's I'm sorry, Trailhead had the best food. Schlafly, I won't say it. I was there once since they switched. Everything's different. They don't have truck tire onion rings anymore, which is very disappointing, but that's a whole other story. Anyway. Um, that is indeed a calamity. They, they, you know, once again, it's to the point where it's, if you try to rebrand something, it's if, 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 if like somebody pulls up in front of your house today, like, and they're driving like a, let's say they're driving like a Buick and you go, wow, that's a nice car. Oh, it's not a car. It's a transportation convenience module. You go, no, it's a car. No, it's a transportation convenience module. This is what I do. I get in my transportation convenience module, and I turn this button, and this magic power plant comes to life, and it engages electromotive force to the wheels, which moves my transportation module. No, it's a car. You know what I mean? I mean, don't tell me what it is. It's a car. It's got four wheels. It's got an engine. you got four seats, and it's a car. You know what I'm saying? I do. So we have a mutual friend that... Um, I saw drive was driving down the street and I was like, huh, it was this really nice Jag. And so I texted this person and said, you know, really nice car. It's kind of sexy. And he goes, well, a guy does have to have a way to work. (laughs) (laughs) But see, Knowing him, he's being huh? he, he's being modest, modest to the max, he right? <laughs> he's not saying, yeah, well, you know, I drive fancy cars because I'm a rich dude. He yeah, says, no, he's, he's, he's he is a very modest, <laughs> right? Yes. And uh, I'll take ten of those guys every day. The guys, it's just like it's just like I talk about this all the time. If you know somebody who has like a Mercedes, they don't say they drive their car; they drive their Mercedes. I'll, I'll I'll come by and pick well, you up. Well, I in my... say I drive my Lincoln. Well, but once again, you're you got your nose in the air when you say that. Shelly goes, I'm you driving my I'm driving my Lincoln, and you don't you've got a pauper's car. I'm driving a Lincoln. I have a Lincoln. never said that to you. You said it to Ever. me. You said to me. You said to me. You said to me one day when you when like when you first saw my car, you said, "How did they let that out of the junkyard?" And I go, oh. "I did not say that." You did. You said you said it. Said, Your nose is growing. Stop and you, it. <laughs> and you said, "You said, does that have a salvage title or did you a, a destruction title?" <laughs> is there such thing as a destruction title in certain states? I don't know if it is in the state of Missouri. In certain states, they cars cannot. In certain certain states, if you buy it from like Copart, if you buy it on a salvage title, you can rebuild it. Like in the state of Missouri, trust me, I've got two cars with salvage titles. I know. <laughs> yes, I have two cars with salvage titles. Okay, the way it works is you buy it on a salvage title. And then you have to take it to the Missouri Highway Patrol garage to have it inspected. There's one in South County down off Coke Road. I took it the one because when I had my car that I got off a salvage title, I made, I had to make an appointment. And the one down in South County, you know, I was three weeks out to, you know, once you, you can't get your license plates until you get the thing inspected. So it's three weeks. My appointment was three weeks. And I went to a junkyard to get some parts. And I said to some of the guy, he says, oh, just call up Jefferson City. Says you can get in Jefferson City sometimes same day. I go really. So I called the Jefferson City number. He gives me the number. He says because a lot of their guys that rebuild cars take them. They drive them to Jefferson City. So he gives me the number. I call the lady up. She's very nice. And I said, I said I got this appointment at the South County location. She says I can get you in tomorrow. I go really. She goes she goes can you be here at nine o'clock? I go yeah I can be here at nine o'clock. Like a half an hour later she calls me back. Hey she says we've got a cancellation. Can you be here at two? 
I go, well, problem is I'm in St. Louis and it's one right now. No, I can't be there at two. She said, well, what did you see tomorrow at two? And I drove my car down there and they you know, give them the keys and they come and they put it up in a rack and they look at it to make sure it doesn't have stolen engines and stuff like that. And then they give you a tie, they give you a certificate that says there's been some, you know, so, you know, inspected by the Missouri Highway Patrol. And then you take that to the license bureau and they if he issue you a salvage title. But in some states, if the car has certain amount of damage, they issue a destruction title, which means the only thing you can do with it is is part it out. You can't put it back on the streets again. Once it gets a st- destruction title, it cannot be driven on the streets anymore. It's it's essentially and some sometimes it's crushed. Well, well, not they don't crush them. They part them out. You know, like and, and we'll what's, be crushing what's, it. What's interesting is there's a lot of cars. The like the Copart is like going crazy down in Florida because all these cars flooded. And the problem is they flooded with salt water, and the salt water gets into the cars, and a it rusts. You know, like it rusts like crazy. But B, it gets into the wiring harness and the computers and stuff like that, and they just destroys them. I mean, the connections don't work. You know, the the you know everything is just destroyed, and and that's a lot of times if the car was literally underwater, um, like in Florida, in certain states, they will issue those as destruction title cars, so you can't rebuild them. I mean, and some of them, they you know, once again, they have, some of them are like you know year old cars. They have perfect bodies on them. So what what they do is they strip them down. They take all the the uh, the um, you know the body parts off them. They can pull the engine. Sometimes the engines are salvageable. Um, you know, the transmissions. You know, if, even if they've had water in them, you can you can open them up. And if, if if they've never been started, because if you try to start an engine that's got water in it, it'll hydrolock and blow the engine up. But if you don't start it, a lot of times you can salvage an engine like that. This is car talk with Brad Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe me? She's gone. When Shelly goes quiet mode, that means she's mad at something I said. Okay. I'm no, that's not right. I was literally talking with the microphone off. I was having a full blown conversation with you. You know, they say there's two things in psychology. Once the what if you keep doing the same thing over and over again that's the definition of insanity and the second one is when you're doing a morning radio show and you turn your microphone off and you talk to yourself that's the second definition of insanity right i think i've got them both covered 731 it is bs.show savage love that was a big uh, tiktok song did you know that that's how that song got big jason derulo used to be a i don't know if he still is i'm not on tiktok anymore i just don't you know it got it i burnt out on it Shelly made fun of me for doing TikTok all the time. I was doing all it's the a time suck. I was doing all the dancing videos. I was doing all the step videos and things you like totally that. Totally were, and, <laughs> and you really did have a good following. I'm were telling you, you starting to make commission. Did you Did you see now the FCC is trying to shut down TikTok? Well, it doesn't surprise me. Literally, one of the FCC commissioners, and there's a bunch. See, what's crazy about this is, remember when Donald Trump's talked about this two years ago? Oh, and people, oh, Donald Trump, what does he know? He's an old guy. Now everybody is saying, if you know the story behind TikTok, it's owned by the Chinese people. And um, they claim that it's it's literally being used to mine all this information on us as Americans. We they know where I believe that. they know where we we live. They know where what kind of cars we drive. They know this. They know what that. We like right. They know where, are, where they know where we wear, right. what we eat, what they, we drive. They know where we, we work. All that kind of stuff. Yes. And, and it is sort of true because if you read these stories about like what what. Facebook has on you. It's just like, like for example, there's this new thing. You think I'm kidding about this. And once again, people think, oh my God, here he goes with this conspiracy theory stuff. There's this thing we talked about one time before called ESG. ESG is a new score 
and now there is a new credit score. Personally, you have a credit score and you have an ESG score. And I remember when this first came out in China, like eight or 10 years ago, they talked about you had a social score in China, which meant that if you were, you know, and the government would rate you if you were a good person, if you took care of your neighbors, you didn't cause any trouble, you know, nobody ever called the police on you, blah, 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 blah. You had a good social score. If you were the kind of person that got into trouble a lot, you know, you got drunk a lot, you know, you took drugs, that was on your social score. You had a low social score. There is now a social score in the United States. Repeat what you just said. There is a social score in the United States. They, and, and here's the other crazy thing about a this. A social is, score? A social score for you because there's a new program. If I can find this. And, you know, if I talk about this. I don't this, understand. Okay. I'm sorry. There, if you have, you have a credit score and, and the company that everybody yeah, uses is. I did. Is, there's there's, <laughs> there's um, TransUnion, Experian, and what's the other one? Um Equifax, okay? Yeah. You have a credit score, okay? FICO, and what's crazy about this is there's not just one FICO score. There's all these different ones. If you buy a car, there is... Nobody tells you that. There is a version of FICO they use to get your score for a car. If you buy a house, okay? They now have a thing. If you are buying a house... You, they give what they call a FICO T10 score, which is one of their things. And they give a Vantage. And do you know what Vantage scoring is? No. Vantage scoring is a... See, because what happened with this, this is sort of... I mean, this is, I mean, this is sort of like in the weeds kind of stuff. But each of the credit bureaus, you know, TransUnion, Equifax, and what was I... And what did I just gave them all? Equifax, Experian. Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Okay. They have all this information on you, okay? And what happened was FICO came along with this algorithm, this score, and they weren't happy about it because of the fact that that took away some of their business. So the three credit reporting agencies formed this company called Vantage. I see. And It's a monopoly. Well, Vantage Credit Score. It's not to be confused with the Vantage Credit Bureau or the credit union, which is in here in St. Louis. Credit score, S-C-O-R-E, okay? And Vantage credit score, uh, here we go. Uh, what is a Vantage credit score and how does it work? And um, there, there, there's a bunch of different s- stories on here. If you go to VantageScore.com, it's a leading credit score model development company that generates the most inclusive, innovative, and predictive models. Here, let me do it. Um, More than 3,000 unique uh, users of Vantage credit scores, including over 2,600 financial institutions, Vantage credit scores used in underwriting, accounting, opening decisions, increased by six, blah, 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 blah. Nine of the 10 largest banks and 43 of the 100 largest credit unions use Vantage credit scores in one or more lines of business, okay? They also have this, it's called, I think it's called C10 or C8 or something like that, which is like a social score. And they look at you and they look, have you ever been arrested? Have you ever been, you know, how many, they know how many traffic tickets you have, uh, all that kind of stuff. So one of the new things they're trying to do is if you have a low credit score, but if you have a relatively high vantage score, you're going to be able to buy a house. Do you know what I'm saying? So in other words, they're saying that the credit scores are discriminatory mainly against minorities because minorities don't necessarily have the best credit scores, which I think is... That, that actually is a bunch of 
crapola. Well, but that's what they're saying. Well, oh. they're wrong. And I'll and I'll, let me let me just vent. Can I vent? Yes. What time is it? Okay, I have time. No, go ahead. So, I have these two credit cards that I've had for thirty years. Right. And did I tell you this? No, go ahead. Okay, thirty years I've had this credit these credit cards. I've maxed them out and paid them off three times over the thirty years. Yeah. So my husband, I, I didn't make a payment in October of last year because my husband was having his leg amputated. Right. I didn't make a payment this, I thought I did. Like I physically remember making this payment and evidently it didn't accept it or it didn't go through, but it didn't register. And so not only did they lower my credit score, they lowered my credit amount and dinged me. Well, if if you ever listen to Dave, and the only listen, the only way that I can get it back or appeal it is if they pull a hard credit. Well, once Either again, way, I'm, I'm credit to me credit bamboozled. Well, <laughs> like President President Obama bamboozled. I got to get that quote. You remember we said that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist because. The, the, but the, just go ahead. The smartest, the say. smartest one in the world's already already calling me Glenn Beck. But uh, uh, what's interesting about this is so funny. you got Smart guys like Dave world. Ramsey. Great, Dave Ramsey claims he has no credit score. He claims he has no credit score because he's off the grid, though. Well, he because he he pays cash for everything. But see, yeah. once again, Dave Ramsey. People are talking about it like, ooh, he pays cash. Guess what? If Dave Ramsey came to the new soccer place, the St. Louis, whatever the hell it is, it used to be the Centene Stadium until they pulled their sponsorship. Guess what? If Glenn was thirsty, if he wanted to buy a piece of pizza, stuff like that, he's SOL because you can't use cash there. But I see once again, if you look at, if, you know, do you the, think that they would make exceptions for him? No, because they're jerkazoids. You know, once again, this is like, oh, cash is terrible. It's dirty. It has has germs on it, and it's so old school. And it has cocaine. Yeah, well, but but the crazy part of it is, Dave Ramsey's thing he calls baby steps. The whole bit. You know how that. You know how that. You know how you're supposed to start. No, but I I live my life by baby steps. Okay. You, you, you're supposed to do, you buy his book and, and you get a, like a box. That's baby step number one. Well, no, and you get envelopes and you, what you do is when you get your paycheck, you cash your paycheck, which once again, a hundred years ago, my dad talked, my dad worked for a manufacturing company in North city before he went into the army back in world war two. My dad talked about on Friday, you go to the pay window in the plant he worked at and they'd, they'd count you out the cash. Yeah. Okay. You know, your here's your time card. You work forty two hours this 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 week at two dollars an hour. Here's your eighty dollars. And they kind of matter of fact, I know somebody that worked at Kmart back in the eighties, not all that long ago. I guess eighties is forty years ago. Special. And she told me she was a manager. She told me the way they got paid on payday, you got an envelope that had your gross pay. You know, uh, it was printed on the envelope. Had your name. They like ran through some kind of special printer they had, had your name on it, and the envelope was also slash your pay stubs. In other words, on the envelope it said you worked, you know, forty hours at 
five dollars an hour you made two hundred dollars and FICA is X and you know FUTA is is this and SUI is this and Medicare is this and blah 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 and you got a hundred and sixty five dollars and thirty two cents and in the envelope was a hundred and sixty five thousand hundred and sixty five dollars and thirty two cents in cash. That's how they got paid. And now you go like, whoa, wow, well that bit get paid in cash. Now it's like are they laundering money? But see, that's what Dave, that's what Dave Ramsey says is how you get rid of getting into the credit. He's he talks about credit as like a drug. You get hooked on it, and it's true. You know, you oh, I got a credit card. I call it the plastic prison. Well, but but that's that's true because and the idea it being is, is if you cash your paycheck and you put it in these little envelopes. One envelope is for your car payment. One envelope for your house payment. One envelope for your emergency fund and blah 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 blah. If you only use the cash. You can't go negative. If once you run out of cash, if you can't don't have any cash, guess what? You don't you know, if your car is broke, your car stays broke because of the fact that you don't have any money to fix it. Unless you make money out of the emergency fund. And what's interesting about that is if you live your life that like that, it's very it's very structured and it really makes you pay attention to what you do. If you're not counting on a credit card and stuff like that, if everything you pay for is in cash except when you go to the soccer stadium where they won't let you pay cash. But if anything, you pay for in cash, and when you're out of cash, you're out of cash. You can't spend anymore, so you stop spending. The whole idea behind credit is you run out of cash, I'll put it on a credit card. Yeah, I'll get a loan. I'll buy a house. Yeah, I'll get, you know, 2,552 easy monthly payments. No problem. I can do that. Right? You betcha. <laughs> you're making fun of me again. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> okay, we have to take a break. It is, you know, you know, what we got this week, which is really good. What? We have two Fridays this week. I can't wait. It's 747. It is BS.show. It is a Tuesday morning. I guess this could actually be Wednesday, right? It's like the mm. middle, it's the middle of the week. Tuesday, it's, it's, today it's hump day. Hump day! Because of the fact that yesterday was Monday, today's Wednesday, yeah. tomorrow's, t- the, tomorrow's Friday, right? We have, what? What, t- yesterday was Monday. Uh-huh. Today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Friday. No, Friday is Friday. No, tomorrow's Friday. Because yesterday's Monday. Today's the middle of the week. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Friday because last day of work. Tomorrow tomorrow. All the state people get even though Friday's not a, a a legitimate holiday as far as the state's concerned, they all get the day off. They do. Teachers get the day off. Matter of fact, teachers been off since teachers. Uh, all oh sc- my God! Let the teachers. The schools shut be. down last Tuesday, and they'll be off till I think December 18th. I think is when they go back after Hallow after is Thanksgiving. Is that cycle? No, no, that's just regular schools. December oh. 18th, and then they and then they they teach two days, and then they're off till February 2nd. They go back in Groundhog's Day. That's the. So, so do you <laughs> remember cycle? Yeah, my kids were on cycle. Yeah, so was Tiffany. Yeah, my, I, I liked it. I, I loved it. He, he, the only problem with Cycle was when my kids were all in grade school, it was great. But when one of them got into middle school, because middle school and high school were not on Cycle. The grade schools were. So you had some of your kids in school, some of your kids who weren't. I had four kids. You know, so to the point where when my son got to the point where when he went to middle school, that my, you know, he was on one schedule, my other three kids were on another schedule, and it got to be somewhat problematic. Now, the the great part of it was when they were all in grade school, um, you go. Matter of fact, my, my kids' cycle was their last day of school was the Friday before Labor Day. So as of you know, as of you know that Friday, we were off school. So we used to always go to like 
on vacations in September. And once again, places were not as busy in September, especially like in Florida, because everybody was back in school. Right? So yes, it was nice. Actually. Yeah, so... <laughs> And, and and you know what? Well, I heard that's the way it was. I only had the one child, so. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things. I I liked it. My kids liked it. I did too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but once again, didn't mind it at all. Once again, it's to the point where there are people that said derogatory, derogatory things about it, which like, okay, once again, you don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because they already had their holiday schedules uh, scheduled. No, you don't. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. You sure you want me to talk about this? I don't know. At the time, in my ear. At the time, the at the time the St. Louis schools were with the busing desegregation. Program. Okay, yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay, and the reason they said that Fran- we're moving on. France and Howe went on to Hello. the into on, onto the cycle we're system. We're moving is on. Oh my goodness! They, let's talk about one more thing because we've got they, four minutes. It wouldn't be brought into the desegregation plan, but that, okay, anyway. Thank you. But do you believe that? I don't know. I didn't listen to a word you said. Blah, 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 blah. I blocked you off when you um, said desegregation. Yes. The, the smartest woman in the world said they haven't cycled in 20 years. September and October were the best time to go on vacation. I agree. That was great. Like I said, we used to go on vacation, like usually like the second week in September. We go to Disney World. Nobody there. I shouldn't say nobody, but everybody was back at school. You know, I love cycling. Teachers loved it too. I don't know. Well, the teachers loved it because, you know, in cycle, they only had to teach uh, 80 days out of the year. Did you know that? Oh, my goodness. Stop it. <laughs> they, they cycled through teachers. They only uh-huh. they only taught 80 okay. days eighty days out of the year. What is... Mm. <laughs> What's wrong? I don't know whether you really believe this nonsense. You do it just to be... Um... Are you saying I stir the pot? You are a pot stirrer, let's how, be honest. How dare you? And huh? you know what? It's interesting. I'm having I'm having people say, you don't know what you're talking about with Vantage Score. I just read the article on, on Credit Karma that talked about the Vantage Score and all the crazy stuff. And, and there's a whole article because here on- Because if you hear it on the internet, it's it's true. Okay. Once again, if you know, do you know what Credit Karma is all about? I know it gives you a free credit score, but that's to sign up with them. Okay, but they also what you can get a free credit score anytime with Credit Karma. But yeah, the, but the oh, thing is, can? they have very interesting articles. These are ve- very well researched articles. They have tons so of articles. So it's the Playboy of. <laughs> yeah, they the have. They have. I'm telling you, they have. You 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 get you get the 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 the, the Credit mm-hmm. Karma magazine, and there's a centerfold, and you you pull it out. And there's this gorgeous woman, and she's covered with credit scores. Oh my God! It's like, whoa! Look at look at that 720. <laughs> oh my! Look at her 620. Oh boy! Her 752 is out of this world. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, this gal is something. Okay, she's got. Look at her 840s. Oh my I just, I, I can't you, even with you. You walked right into that one. <laughs> I totally did. I, I'll remind myself not to do that again. Yeah, the credit credit score center folds. The bankers, matter of fact, you wanted, <laughs> the bankers are all said, oh my God, the, the new FICO. It's funny if you think the, about it. The, 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 new, the, new, the new Credit Karma magazine come out? Oh, I go take a look at it. Oh, my wife hasn't been nice to me lately. I have to take a look at that new Credit Karma uh, you know, magazine. 
right? Yeah, I would, I would tell a story, but I'm not. I can't because it's seven fifty nine. And we have to go and have a real we good do. day. And hey, I, hey, hey! Tomorrow, goodbye. I will have my my story of what I'm doing this morning. Uh huh. Um, we I, also have somebody as a guest tomorrow. Yes, and I got my new battery charger yesterday. I'll tell, talk about that. Oh, okay. I'm so yeah. excited yeah. for you. Yeah, so am I. I'm going to go charge a battery. Okay. Oh, talk it's to you on yours. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Peace, everybody. Peace and I fly. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.